In the grand theater of life, we all seek a comeback, a resurgence, a rekindling of our inner fire. But how do we spark that flame? Welcome to Reignite Resilience. This is not just another podcast. This is a journey, a venture into the heart of human spirit, the power of resilience, and the art of reigniting our passions. All right. Welcome back to part two on our fabulous two-part series on self-worth. If you recall, we just touched on the highlights in terms of the fundamental elements of self-worth, which included self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-respect, self-awareness, self-care, assertiveness, and belief in one's inherent values. On this session, Pam, let's dive into the impact of low self-worth. What does that mean to folks? Awesome. Thanks. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be here and kind of continue our conversation on this. So I wanted to talk about the impact of low self-worth because I don't think people realize the strong impact it can have on us in multiple areas of our life. And I think the first one is our mental health. So let's kind of talk a little bit about that and what it means and how it can impact our mental health, having that low self-worth. And so what are your thoughts on it? And I'll share my thoughts on it as well. Yeah, that's, it's a tough one. As I shared in the prior episode, I think self-worth is something or struggling with my own personal self-worth is something that made its appearance in my life at a very young age and something that I continue to work through and the impact that it has on you mentally. I think is greater than we actually attribute it to. And when we look at this, it's, it's not just the chatter or self-talk that we have, Mm -hmm. but what I've personally found is that if I find myself in these spaces where I am challenged in terms of my worthiness to be in a space, to have an experience, to acquire certain things, I start to spiral, right? And it turns into, it expands greater than that specific thing, that specific person, that specific conversation or experience. And for me, it's more of questioning so many layers beyond the actual experience that I'm in, right? So let's just say if it's buying a new handbag or let's just make it shoes because that's my weakness. (laughs) I okay, love to me too. Me pair. too. Yes. <laughs> I love buying Perfect. a fabulous pair of shoes. When yeah. I'm shoe shopping, I get into this push-pull dynamic and having the conversation of finding a fabulous pair of shoes versus the internal battle. The other side of me is that internal frugal person that is like, am I going to pay retail for these shoes or can I hold out until I find a better deal, a different pair of shoes, a different price? And again, that goes back to my worthiness, right? So why Mm -hmm. am I not able to allow myself to be in that space to accept and purchase if I'm able to purchase the shoes and have that experience and have the joy and excitement from that. Instead, I question, could that be spent doing something else or those dollars be spent elsewhere? Mm -hmm. Could I spend the money as a mom? I often do it. Do my girls need something, right? And so I'll bring that to them. And so Mm -hmm. I go into this, my own internal chatter where I'm basically just belittling myself or tearing myself down in terms of me not being worthy of, and in this situation, a pair of shoes at retail price because I fell in love with them. Yeah. Yeah, Gosh, that's so interesting you say that because I think that happens to a lot of us when we talk about self-care. When people set aside time to do something for themselves, we feel guilty. Like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be doing X, Y, Z. And so I think 
think that's an important thing because I'm that way. If it's the weekend, I'm typically go, 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 go. Like the whole weekend, I will, if you give me an opportunity, I will work the whole weekend. I feel guilty if I just want to lie on the couch for eight hours and Netflix something. And there have been times I've done that, but unfortunately it's been at a time where I've gotten to a space where I was, I had, my tank was a hundred percent empty and it was something that I physically had to do. That's not a good space to be in. It should be something that we're doing constantly. Another mental health piece of this is stress. And this was something that impacted me when I was in my marriage is that high level of stress all of the time of trying to prove my Mm self-worth. And it was interesting because if you think about stress, when we have high stress, our body creates cortisol, but cortisol is only designed to be small spurts. You know, it was designed for back in the day when we were cavemen and some uh, saber-toothed tiger came rushing out the stress and it would give us the strength or the spurk of energy to get through it. Well, your body is not designed to run at high levels of cortisol for long periods of time because what happens is that energy is being taken away from our immune system and that's how we can get chronic illnesses mm-hmm. whether it's heart disease or diabetes or in my case cancer and yeah. so I think that that's a huge thing that people need to identify is the stress that can come along with having that low self-worth yes so absolutely. I think that's an important one the next one the impact it can have on our relationships yeah that's a huge Huge one. Our belief that we're worthy of having meaningful relationships and mm-hmm. maintaining relationships. And so have you had any experiences with self-worth and how it's impacted your relationships with people? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think it goes back to when we were discussing the assertiveness piece and being able yeah. to have clearly identified boundaries. I think yes. if you are struggling with your own personal self-worth and having an understanding with that or keeping keeping grasp on that. The impact that it has on your relationships is that you kind of lose identity and of who you are Mm -hmm. and what you will and will not allow. So if you are not Mm -hmm. able to be assertive and really set those boundaries, for me, that was a big piece, especially with my upbringing, right? So from the challenge of speak when you're spoken to, that being my upbringing, that was a, is my voice or my opinion really valued and is there a place for that? And since I have struggled to find that, I will often just mute myself and quote unquote, go with the flow. And basically going with the flow means you're not setting any boundaries at all. Right. And so, yes, and it's bad for both people in the relationship. So if it's a romantic partner, if it's with parents, if it's with siblings, if it's with kids, they don't know how to treat you because you're quote unquote, going with the flow, which means anything goes. So they're going to treat you any old way because you haven't told them that you want anything different. So that's a big piece in terms of being assertive and setting those boundaries. If you lack in that space, when you're looking at those fundamentals of self-worth, it will tremendously impact your relationships. And that's both personal, professional, romantic, whatever that may be. It has a huge impact. Well, and I think the professional one too, I think we forget what we allow people to do and how they treat us in a professional environment is the same thing. And it's funny because I've just 
had this recently where I keep having, again, it's one of those patterns. I keep having these things come up and my coach kind of said, when are you going to speak up Mm -hmm. rather than just run away? Mm -hmm. So you will go with the flow. I retreat. I'm just like, fine, I'll go to the next thing. And I will walk away from a position, from a relationship, from a project or whatever, because it's like, nope, but I didn't set the boundaries. And so why do I not have enough self-worth to say that, you know what? No, this is what I need. And I have value here and I have a voice. And so again, it's a work in progress. I'm still trying to figure this out. That's why we're doing this podcast. Um, Because, you know, I'm not an expert in this. I'm just like everybody else, just trying to figure this thing out. And, And part of what's so fun about this podcast is we are uncovering some stuff that I think I just probably buried or just forgot about or just, I don't know. So it's very cool. I love it. Yeah. I love well, it. here I'm kind of a control freak if <laughs> no one is aware of that just yet. And so <laughs> I can bury those things. And what I would rather not happen is that they rear their head when I least expect yes. it. So yeah, so I we're just going to face them head on. <laughs> we're just going to, you know what? That's the best way to do it because if we yes. don't face it and we just bury it, like I said, we are getting very vulnerable with people on yes. this podcast. You're going to learn some stuff about us and you're either going to be like, I don't resonate with these people or you're going to be like, oh, that is me. Um, So hopefully, hopefully it's the later or, you know, somebody that it resonates with. So exactly. um, Exactly. So another, I think that's a big piece. Like when we talk about the community, like either we're your people or you're, or you're not. And that's okay. Yeah, Um, it is okay. It is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're still going to show up even if nobody's listening, but we hope that's not the case. Um, So personal life, I think, how does low self-worth impact our personal life? And I think that that's something that we should unpack a little bit too, because I do think it has a pretty big impact on ourselves and what what it is that we're willing to do, the risks we're willing to take, the opportunities we're willing to take, our personal growth and development. If we don't think we're worthy for something, then we're probably not going to take the risk of maybe an opportunity that is out there for them that could impact their life in a positive way. And so absolutely, such an important one. I think it will absolutely limit and restrict how you view yourself when you're showing up. Yes. in spaces and how other people view you. I know we talked about social media being able to showcase everyone's highlight reel. The reality is from the outside looking in, everyone's witnessing our quote unquote highlight reel. And so when yes. we look at our own personal lives, for me personally, I remember, I think it was 2015, I had the opportunity to hear the speaker and she does personal development and spiritual development work. And I was so impressed by her and Mm -hmm. myself and a girlfriend of mine, we had the opportunity to hear her do a weekend session for a group of women. And I was blown away. And I left that workshop and I told my girlfriend, I said, I'd love to be able to do a presentation like that or to be able to speak Mm -hmm. the way that she does. And she stopped me and she says, you already can. Why don't you just do it? And in that moment, like you, again, when you talk about self-worth, it's 
why don't I own that? Right. And, <laughs> and for me, I was not whatever it is, smart enough, engaged mm-hmm. enough, a good enough speaker, whatever that might have been, right? Like whatever it might have yes. been that I was filling my brain with. And I don't know what the chatter was for a, a great deal of my life. It was always, I'm not old enough. Uh, and okay. that was always the pushback. It's, well, you know, when you're older, why don't you come back and we'll talk about that? Or when you have yes. more experience, come back and we'll talk about that. And so I hear it so often, that same mm-hmm. argument that we have folks in my generation and generations older than me that will yeah. kick back to our millennials. And it's, well, you guys are not old enough or you haven't experienced enough life yet. And when I hear that, it basically strikes a chord with me because I yes. heard it for so long in my life. And that yeah. was the chatter that I told myself is, well, I can't be on the stage because I'm not old enough. I lack the experience. I lack the knowledge. I lack the following. I lack the fill in the blank. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter because it just takes one for you to discredit yourself from doing anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And the last one that I want us to talk about is, is work and how it impacts us in work. And the two things that came up is a lot of times people with low self-worth will underperform. I don't know that I underperformed. I think I actually tried to overperform because I felt like I have to prove myself that I'm worth being here. Mm -hmm. Um, The one that I did struggle with and still do is difficulty in handling criticism. When you have low self-worth, you take it core, like to your core, that it's about you, not about the thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's important for us to know about ourselves and how we take criticism. But I also think it's important if you are in any sort of a leadership role or where you're working with people, understanding that about other people. Because if you are leading or managing somebody that has low self-worth and you are giving them criticism, whether it's supposed to be constructive criticism, it can be taken in a way that could derail somebody. And I think that's really important to understand that about low self-worth. Yeah. I think when you look at like the performance or even looking at the missed opportunities. Just recently, I saw a social media post or I I heard, you know, someone share on social media that when you're looking at men and women that are exploring the same position, typically for a man, if they're looking at a position, if they satisfy like 50 or 60% of the qualifications needed for the role, they say that they're qualified and they'll apply. And women will not apply until they satisfy like 90% or more of the requirements to apply. And when I heard that, I was like, that's total self-worth piece, right? If it's, there's no reason that we should limit ourselves Mm -hmm. from these opportunities. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. male or female across the board. If you find yourself missing opportunities because you're struggling with the self-worth piece, really take a look and assess. Like, is it truly like a skill set issue that you don't have? Or is it an internal, like me, childhood issue that you're working through that you can get (laughs) there because you truly are qualified to do it. Um, You just need to say yes and step into that. 
I love it. I love yeah. it. That's awesome. All right. So how do we cultivate positive self-worth? Yeah. I think that, you know, that's our goal with these podcasts is to hopefully give you some things to think about. And a lot of them are in relation or are very much in aligned with what we talked about, the fundamentals of self-worth. Um, there are a couple that are outside of that. So we did talk about practicing self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. So accepting ourselves, what our strengths are and what our weaknesses are and being comfortable in that zone. And yeah. I will say it's going to be one of those things that's going to be a conscious effort. We're going to have to consciously think about this all the time. Yes. So listening to what our voice is telling ourselves and changing that changing that dialogue or that script with ourselves so that we can kind of have that self-compassion and that self-acceptance, I think is going to be really important. Well, and I think the the easiest way to get started on the self-acceptance piece, I say it's easy, it's easy to do if you want to sit down and do it, yes. is truly like figuring out who the heck you are, right? Yeah. And, and so that's beyond the surface. It's who you are, the things that you like and enjoy. And if you don't know what you like and enjoy, like recognizing that you don't know, but don't allow other people to dictate what you like and and don't like. And so if it's looking at what you will or will not allow, for me, I know that I am a type A, very linear in many respects. I also know that I'm a good time, right? So I embrace both (laughs) of them. Allegedly. Exactly. (laughs) Nope, I'm a good time. In our our minds, we are a really good time. (laughs) Exactly. So I embrace that. I embrace that I have this silly side of me and I have this strong, stern side of me. I know that I am big picture thinker when it comes to like being visionary, looking into the future or looking at something from a 30,000 foot view. I embrace all of that. I also understand that I'm probably not as in touch with my emotions as I should be. And so I'm working on that. And it's, again, we can go back to that in terms of embracing our emotions, but I've accepted myself for all of those things because I'm not just one of them. I'm absolutely, Absolutely all of them. Yeah. And I love that embracing your emotions because I know that I'm the same way. I've been called stoic. Like I don't, they're like, oh my gosh, your life must just be this perfect little. And I'm like, oh, you have no idea what's behind the curtain. So, and I think sometimes we feel, and I don't know if it's females in profession. Sometimes we feel if we show emotion, it shows weakness because you don't see men in businesses typically crying or showing their emotions. So when we get an emotional about something, we feel like, oh my gosh, I don't belong in this space. They're going to know that I'm a phony. So I think, yeah, that's really important. And when you talked about... it feeds into stereotypes that exist. And there are stereotypes that are not even ours, right? So it's just stereotypes that we've been entrained to believe to be true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you brought up knowing who you are. That is going to be one of our podcast topics is trying to figure out who you are because oftentimes we lose ourselves because of situations. And so that's going to be a future one. We talked about self-care, making sure that that's part of our life. And like you said, Natalie, this can be as simple as sitting in in silence, going for a walk. It doesn't have to be an elaborate vacation or spa day or bin shopping or any of that type of stuff. It really is just taking time and being okay with it, not feeling guilty 
that you're taking time. That was hard for me to start to take time for myself because I was mm-hmm. not given that when I was in my relationship. It was very much, nope, your job is to work and take care of the kids and run the household. And if I did anything for myself, I was told that I was selfish. Yeah. And so it was a very big reprogram for me. So I think that's important. Setting realistic goals, I think that's important. That allows us to have some wins in our life so that it can confirm what our self-worth is. So I think that's that's something to think about when we're thinking about cultivating that positive self-worth. What are some other ones? Well, I love the setting realistic goals because it goes back to a conversation that yeah. you and I had with Dr. John and it was, uh, you know, yeah. like I could I could set a goal that I want to be like this 6'5 yes. runway model <laughs> all day. It's not yes. happening. I'm a not great 5'2 on a good day. Um, yes. So it's not... <laughs> a good pair of shoes. With a good pair of shoes, exactly. So yeah. I think that's important. And I think driving home and reinforcing the fact, we talk about assertiveness and boundaries. And, and I know that for me personally, there's a lot of resistance that pops up when I hear the term assertiveness because mm-hmm. I was raised to be that nice girl, right? I'm yes. the nice person. I am the person that wants to make sure everyone feels welcomed and feels comfortable. So when I hear assertive, it goes against what I believe yeah. to be who I need to be or who I was told to be. But when you combine assertiveness with the boundaries, this is yeah. like getting so crystal clear on what you want. And I yes. think I've shared this before. A couple of years ago, and even today, I think in, in certain instances, if you were to ask me, what do you want? Yeah. That question stops me in my tracks every single time. And it's because I haven't had the opportunity or the need to express mm-hmm. what I want, truly yeah. what I want without having to take into consideration anyone else's needs. And yes. so I'm still working through that, right? So when I say that mm-hmm. it stops me in my tracks, it stops me in my tracks because I do think, well, what do I want? And will society be okay with it? Will my kids be okay with it? Will my friends and my tribe be okay with it? And in most cases, the latter two, those are the only ones that I really worry about. You know, society being okay with it, neither here nor there, because that's not what we're living for. So being crystal clear on your boundaries and then being assertive and honoring those. I love it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think one of the most important things is seek support. I think it's important if you are struggling with low self-worth, be okay asking for help. This yes. can be a mentor. This can be a coach. This can be a counselor. This can be someone from your spiritual community. It doesn't matter where. Just make sure that you seek out support. I have a counselor and I have a coach because, you know, it takes double the work to deal with me. <laughs> and they both are dealing with with me and my self-worth and, and all the other things that we unpack. And so it's important that you're not alone. We're here to hopefully give you some inspiration and give you some ideas. But ultimately the work, it's a lot harder than just listening to our podcast and being cool. I'm going to be assertive. I'm going to have goals. I'm going to have great (laughs) self-worth. No, no, no. There's some work that's involved. And so go and seek out people that are trained and qualified to help you through that journey. Because I think that's really an important piece of this. Agreed. Agreed. The other thing is if you are independent outside of that community, that you Mm -hmm. have created for yourself. It's making sure that you are always feeding yourself with positive affirmations, right? It's that chatter that we talk about and not getting into our own mind or our own way when we're looking at our own personal growth, which I think is another piece of that is, 
what are you doing in terms of your own personal development and how are you continuing to learn and to grow and to become a better version of you? I've said over and over during this podcast, like I've discovered that this, the challenge about self-worth appeared as a child and Mm -hmm. I'm continuing to work Mm -hmm. through that today. It's not a finish line, right? And I don't know if I'll ever get to a finish line. It's not my desire to get to a finish line. I just want to make sure that I continue to develop and grow as I discover and uncover more and more about myself on my own personal journey. Um, I'm fortunate to be able to do that because I have a tribe. I have support around me, people that are uplifting, that are supportive, that are encouraging, that really create or help in creating a safer space and environment for me to explore those foundational pieces that are are necessary in in discovering your self-worth or or truly honoring yourself. I love that. Yeah, I love it. It's funny when you talk about affirmations because you and I have been trained to write out affirmations every day. We do it on vacation. We do it on the weekend, 25 times a day for 30 days or whichever, however you're doing it. And I will coach people and they're doing that. But then I hear them say this negative stuff about themselves or about their Mm -hmm. business or whatever. And I'm like, that's your affirmation. What you're saying right now is your affirmation. Mm -hmm. Because what you're writing, your brain is very smart. It can write it with you thinking about other things. Be careful that those little things that you hear yourself saying about yourself during the day, those are becoming your affirmations. And so have some compassion and self-acceptance and belief that you are worthy of of who you are. Yeah. Well, and it pops up so quickly, you don't even realize it. I I had a really close friend last week that kept saying, gosh, well, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. And I was like, well, then you won't have time for it, right? Like it's, or you can have the belief that you have all the time in the world, right? Like slowing down in that moment. Actually, one of my coaching clients just this week, we had this conversation because she changed her affirmation three weeks in a row. And I said, oh, what are you doing? happening what's that about (laughs) and she was like it's funny you picked up on that because I don't know I said I can tell like what is happening and so we took that moment to like dive into it right like what is it that you're really striving towards or wanting to achieve and so after like un like peeling back all of the layers and uncovering that for her we were able to come up with an affirmation that's positive and supportive for her in the direction that she's going in her life and in her business Again, when we talk about community, if it's a coach, if it is a just a, a good friend, if yeah. it's a sense of community or a group of friends that are able to help hold you accountable and be uplifting and loving and supportive in doing so, those are the folks that you need to really knock out all of these things yeah. when we're talking about cultivating this positive self-worth. That's why. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to this. It was a two-parter, but we felt like there was enough that we wanted to cover that we didn't want to rush through it. Again, we are on this journey with you trying to improve our self-worth, and we're hoping to have some experts on later episodes kind of unpacking this as well. So if you found this valuable, please share it on your social media. Go to our Facebook page, Reignite Resilience. Follow us and share the message and help us grow this community because this is our passion and we hope you can feel that it's our passion and we just want to reach and help as many people as we can and inspire as many people as we can. Again, I'm Pam Cass and join with Natalie Davis. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And (laughs) we will see you next time. See you soon, community. 
Thank you for joining us today. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with others who are seeking to reignite their resilience. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes where we'll continue to explore the remarkable power of resilience. Until next time, keep the fire of resilience burning bright in your hearts. Bye, guys. Thank you.